Fluffy and Fizzy Sports Lounge is a member of the Pulse Podcast Network. For easy listening of this and other great podcasts, download the Pulse Podcast Network app free from your app store. Good afternoon, football fans. This is Drew Fluffy Coates. And Philip Fizzy Barton. And welcome to Fluffy and Fizzy Sports Lounge. How are you doing today, Barton? <laughs> doing good, man. Uh, I think we got a pretty good show today. Uh, before we get too deep into it, let me uh, pay some bills real quick. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, if you enjoy playing Daily Fantasy, then download the da- the uh, Thrive Fantasy app. Use promo code ThrivePulse2, and they will double your deposit, double your first deposit. That is ThrivePulse, one word, and the number two. All right, so... If you're new to our program, uh, me and Bart, we talk about three things on our on our program. We talk about beer, cigars, and some good old football. I guess now, yeah, just really football. About- <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, we're primarily a college football program, but you know, college football, you know, just ended recently. We'll still put in some news about you know college football that's going on around the the nation. But we're gonna get into some you know NFL championship weekend this weekend. We'll get into more of that later. So, oh yeah, so. So, so we're gonna start things off with the beer. What kind of beer are you drinking this week, Barton? Uh, I'm drinking a hazelnut brown ale from River Rat Brewing Company down in Columbia, South Carolina. Okay, uh, so down your neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too far from me. Um, very malty, very nutty. Uh, not a not a strong hop presence. Probably a probably a good beer. Like to start with, if you're just if you're just branching out into uh craft beers and things like that so uh, mm-hmm. uh definitely uh a good beer you know um, and it's not too heavy either it's five it's only 5.4 percent so uh so a very good beer uh you know just typical brown ale <laughs> yeah brown ales are good though they got that nutty flavor to them typically yes. yeah. and it's like it, it's it's a lot smoother with some if they got like a little bit of bitterness so with brown ales i'm 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 pretty cool with drinking those uh not all day but you know, a good six pack will do you good. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely good. I like to switch beers around like that too. I can't. Yeah, it's hard unless it's you know something like Miller Lite or Natural Lite. It's hard to drink. It's hard to drink those beers like that all day. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're drinking that. I'm I'm drinking a a beer from a Sweetwater Brewery, and it's actually down in Atlanta, Georgia, I believe. So. Mm-hmm. But we've been getting a lot of signs up here that say Sweetwater Brewery. I'm like, oh, did a new brewery just pop up around here that, without me knowing this? Like, what the heck's going on? So, <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I'm drinking their Extra Pale Ale 420. And as far as pale ales go, you know, I tend to stay away, with, uh, away from pale ales because sometimes they have this – they're too brash with the bitter – like the bitter taste sometimes. They just smack you right in the face with the, oh, with yeah. the, with the bite to it. This one, you get it right at first. And it's not that uh, it's it's tolerable, and then it gets smoother as you keep drinking it. So it's one of those beers, like as far as pale ale goes, probably like the best pale ale I've probably had for a while. And yeah. I, I would recommend drinking this again because it's not gonna it's not gonna if you're getting into pale ales kind of thing, it's something to get kind of get yourself in, like dip your toe in the water, kind of as you would. Yeah, that it's actually uh, that four twenty you're talking about is actually the first like pale ale that I started drinking. When mm-hmm. I started, you know, trying pale ales and stuff, that was the first one that I found yeah. that, uh, that, you know, that I actually enjoyed. Now, you know, as 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 I've grown accustomed as I've grown accustomed to the taste of pale ales, you know, there's some others that I like, but Sweetwater 420, that's definitely that's definitely a good one. Yeah. 
So we got the beers. What kind of cigar are you going to pair with your beer, Barton? Um, a couple weeks ago, you spoke of uh, a buddy of yours that gave you a Monte Cristo. Yeah, well, so you got one. It inspired me. It inspired yeah. me. <laughs> so I went out. I got a Monte Cristo white label. Uh, okay. Number three. It is uh, Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. You know, I love my Connecticut's. You and your Connecticut. <laughs> it's got a, it's got a Dominican binder, Nicaraguan filler. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's it's very smooth, uh, very a little sweet, creamy, little uh, brown pepper in there. Um, it was rated a ninety-one, which is a very good cigar. You know, yeah. So, uh, definitely recommend the cigar. This. I mean, it's a Monte Cristo. That's a you know, it's a premium cigar. Monte, so, Monte Cristos are just plain, just good cigars. Though, oh yeah, any pretty much anything Monte Cristo <sighs> puts out is going to be pretty good. But yeah, but I mean, you can expect to pay, depending on the cigar, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the shape of the cigar. You know, whether you get a Corona, Robusto, whatever you get to, you can you can expect to pay nine, ten, eleven dollars for this stick. But but it's it's a good cigar. I definitely recommend going out and getting one. Okay, well, you're smoking that. I'm gonna uh, be smoking this uh, Gurkha Beast. Mm. Uh, so I've had I haven't had one of these in a couple of years or so. So, but I found this. I was just digging around my humidor. I saw this. It's like I got one of these things. Heck yeah, I'm <laughs> and like I'm doing some research on it. Apparently, from what some of the reviews say, it's the Rolls Royce of cigars. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to cost you that much. It's only going to cost you about ten bucks to smoke it. They, they on their website, it's like five uh, fifty bucks for five cigars. So about ten bucks, ten bucks a cigar is what she's going to get you. Um, I guess it has like a the reviews are coming in about four and a half stars out of five, which you know that's a that's a good sm- cigar. As far as I can remember, when I first time I smoked it, it's very smooth. It's thick, so it's going to last you a couple of hours. So oh yeah, it's going to be like a couple two three hour smoke. Which for me is fine because you know we're we're getting a warm front up here in Virginia, so <laughs> I won't be I won't be freezing my nards off smoking a cigar. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm jealous of that. It's still yeah. pretty chilly down here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we got the beer, we got the cigars. Now let's get down to it. We got the some college football news going on this week. As I said before, we are mostly a college football program, but we will dip into you know what since college football is over now, we will get into like other like NFL, obviously you know, with the championships and Super Bowl coming up. And, you know, off, like whenever NFL, uh, college football news comes up, that will be our first priority to put out to you. Mm-hmm. So we'll get right into it right now. We got transfers coming out this week. A yeah. lot of them with at least the three, ma- three, ma- three big-name quarterbacks, you know, deciding to transfer. Yeah. And the one that probably doesn't surprise us the most but is the biggest headliner is uh, Jalen Hurts going to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I said I said this weeks ago on our podcast, like it would probably be the smartest move for him to transfer, especially like after, you know, he, he tried to beat out Tua this year, didn't work in his favor. You know, he's going as a graduate transfer. He'll be able to play right away next year. And he'll be able to show some scouts like he can be a quarterback. And, you know, Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, both, you know, both winning Heisman trophies back-to-back. He has the possibility of, you know, being a third Heisman Trophy winner, you know he has the, he has the ability, mm-hmm. you know, and he's going to an offense where he could flourish. And so, how do you feel about him going to Oklahoma? Yeah, um, smart decision. Like you like you said, you could, a couple weeks ago you were saying that would be a good good fit for him. Um, he it's it's gonna it's gonna develop him as a passer. I mean, yes, mm-hmm. he's gonna be an offense where he's he can use his running ability, but it's gonna it's gonna develop him as a passer. And I mean. They've shown. I mean, when you look at Baker Mayfield and like uh, Kyler Murray, 
they've shown that their quarterbacks get drafted. And yeah. we'll see what Kyler Murray does, but Baker Mayfield has play, played very well this year. So Rookie of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. so uh, definitely a smart move. And when you only have one season left, you want to go to a team that can contend. You want to go to a team that has a chance of winning a championship. Yeah. And, and, and Oklahoma's built like that. They're built. They're ready to go. And we talk, we've been talking on our show a lot about the Big 12 as far as, like, you know, they don't play no defense in that conference. And they don't. Yeah. But yeah. they can put points up on the board. And, you know, Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield both have shown, like, they can be very talented players. And I think Jalen Hurst can just build on that with that program and, you know, build his draft stock up. You know, a lot of people are saying, like, this is him transferring there so he could possibly play, you know, Alabama in the playoff. We don't know that if that will happen, but – you know, a little added, like a little jab there, saying like, yeah. "Hey, he'll always be loved at Bama for what he did there. He will, he will always be a Bama guy. But you know, you you do want to stick it to him a little bit, you know, saying, hey, I did beat you a little. I did beat you there.' And and you know, talk about the Big Twelve playing, uh, not playing any defense or whatever. Like you just said, Baker Mayfield this year, like you said, a great season, possibly rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. But then you turn around. There's Pat Mahomes, who's yeah. a possible MVP, two Big 12 quarterbacks. Yep. So, yeah, th- yeah, I-, I like the move by Jalen Hurts, and it yeah. would be it would be a nice little added added bonus if if they did just, meet up with uh, Bama at some point. Just that little jab. That's all you need. Just yeah. that little like poke. That just that little poke is all you need. So. Yeah. <laughs> so going on from Jalen Hurts, we're going to Tate Martell. You know, he's he was uh, Dwayne Haskins backup at Ohio State. You know, Justin Fields transferring there. He's like, all right, I don't want to have to sit. They're probably going to end up picking him anyway because he's a high-profile high guy. They, they're accepting him to transfer there. He's basically looking at him not being able to even get a shot at the starting quarterback job, which I would be agreeing with him uh, totally, 100%. So he's going to uh, uh, Miami down in Florida, and I think it's probably the best, best pick for him. I'm not saying he's going to raise that program up to any – like, you know, back to the early 2000s, you know, with Ken Dorsey back in the day. But don't make them respectable at this point, you know, because that ACC has just been so terrible. Yeah, especially that coastal side. Oh, yeah, Clemson has just ran through that whole conference, like, not without nobody trying to help them out. So I think he can, you know, not saying he'll beat Clemson, you know, with that, that whole roster, but he'll bring them to a respectable level. Well, it's also, you know – uh Manny Diaz has got to build. I mean, mm. you know, I, I, Mark Rick brought in some talent, but Manny Diaz has still got to build. And in college football, you you've got if you want to win big, you've got to have big time quarterback play. I mean, you look at the four teams in the playoffs this year; mm-hmm. every one of them had really good quarterback. Three of them had you would call it elite quarterback play. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, and he he's a highly touted kid. Um, there's not much film on him outside of, I guess, you know, garbage time and stuff. But he he look he looks like he's he he can play the position, and I think that's a nice uh, foundation for Manny Diaz to start building that program back. Oh yeah, and he's a, he's very he has the ability. Like if you've seen any of his high school tape, like he has like he's dual threat ability. Like I I was talking on the show a couple weeks ago. Like he when if Dwayne Haskins needs to freaking leave or whatnot. Ohio State would have still been very well off even before Justin Fields transferring there because of Tate Martell. I thought he would be be able to carry on, carry on what you know uh, 
Dwayne Haskins left off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so he has now he might have to sit out a year, but that'll just give him a more time to learn the offense. And you know, when he's ready to actually get it thrown in there, he'll be able to hit the ground running at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think I don't know if he's going to try to get a waiver. I'm not sure what. I mean, I'm sure he'll try, but I'm not sure if he'll be granted a waiver. But probably not get granted. But you know, really, it's worth a fight because with these waivers, especially like in his situation, the coach he wants to to play for is stepping down. I feel like these kids should be able to go wherever they want to after that point. That their coach that they you know signed on to come to this college for decides to leave. I that should be automatic. Be able to play wherever you're going, because you sign up to play for that coach, not the offensive coordinator, not whoever is <laughs> replacing him. Like, that's who you want to play for, and he's not being able to play for him. Yeah, I'd be, I totally respect the fact that he would be able to, be able to play right away at the next But, school. you know, the NCAA, I think last year, was the most I've ever seen them grant waivers. So mm-hmm. maybe they're, they're relaxing a little bit on that. Well, they but, need to be. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see. Um, but at the end of the day, good, good pickup from Miami. Yeah. And then, then you got Winbush, the quarterback from Notre Dame. You know, who Ian Book kind of took over for them. He's still got ability. I'm not saying he's a he, – he just lost to the better quarterback, you know. Yeah. And uh, Notre Dame, you know, you talk so much smack about them through the season, but they still, you know, went, what, 12-1? and one? Yeah, they went 12-1. That's, re- that's respectable. I mean, they, they got, you know, handled by the national champions. Well, so, <laughs> I mean, so did Alabama. So, so did Alabama. <laughs> yeah. So, you know – but he's going to UCF, and, you know, with their whole situation with uh, Mark, uh, Mackenzie Milton, uh, he might not be able to play next year with how bad he got his knee tore up. But that gives him to be able to play right away in Mackenzie Milton a year to just relax for a year to kind of get his knee rehabilitated. So it's a good fit if, you know, all you know all the pieces fall in the line kind of thing. So Yeah, I think Wimbush, Wimbush plays, I guess, with the way he uses his legs um, – he he plays very – he's a very similar player to McKenzie Milton in that aspect. Yeah. Uh, and I, Josh – I mean, Josh Heifel, he's a good coach. He'll he'll figure out a way to get the most out of him. And, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we're looking at Central Florida 12-0 and again next year. Yeah. But are they in the playoff? No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Had to throw it in there. Had to throw it in there. Well, yeah, UCF, you know, they're just going to run through that AAC conference. Like, there's no, there's not a whole lot of competition as far as that goes in that conference. No, not for them. They're, they're about like Clemson is. In that conference, they're about like Clemson is in ACC. So. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> but, you know, they'll, you know, they'll keep making a name for themselves. You know, hopefully we'll get an eight team playoff, you know, a couple years down the road. So, <laughs> maybe but, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> makes the most, makes the most sense to me. I know. But we'll move on from that to, uh, you know, Kyler Murray, you know, take a little, you know, he's declaring for the NFL draft. Um, he basically told the A's, hey, pay me this amount of money or I'm going to go to the NFL draft. And it's a smart move by him. Like he, like we talked, we had this whole segment last week on, on him last week. We're just t- kind of touching base with him this week on everything. Um, he's, it's a smart decision because he can end up getting paid more than what the MLB would be paying for him you know, just to play scout, like, baseball for the next couple of years. Yeah. And uh, I, to me, the smartest thing is that uh, I think baseball is an easier sport to go back to than mm-hmm. what football would be. So, like, if he plays football two, three seasons, it doesn't work out, 
he can go back to baseball, which is if he goes to play baseball and he spends two or three years and it's just not working out, it's going to yeah. be hard for him to try to go play football. Oh, yeah, because so, baseball longevity is a lot longer than football longevity as far as, like, your body and everything goes. Especially, like, for him, he'll be an outfield. Is he an outfielder or a shortstop? I'm not exactly sure. I thought he was an outfielder. I don't yeah. know. But it's – but the only way you make like real good money, you know, starting out in uh, the major leagues is if you're a pitcher. Yeah. And he's not. So like that's the only what reason why I would say if he were if he were a pitcher, I'd say go baseball all day because you can make so much money. I uh, I was watching a segment on YouTube again. This guy on called Flimmo Raps. He does a YouTube channel. Talked about Jeff Samarja. You know, you remember Jeff yeah. Samarja, right? Yeah, the Notre Dame tight end uh, receiver. Receiver, by the way. Well, but, cat, pass catcher. Pass catcher. <laughs> that dude, he was a stud. He was projected to be like a second-round draft pick in the NFL, but he went the baseball route. And he's probably a meteoric, you know, relief pitcher, but he still gets paid like $19 million a year yeah. to be that meteoric relief pitcher. <laughs> so as far as pitchers go, like they have dire need for pitchers in the major leagues, and they will pay an arm and a leg to get any kind of pitcher. Mm-hmm. Whether you're good or not, they will pay you that kind of money for being a pitcher. Yeah. And, and yeah, unless you're a high price like, uh, baseball player, you're, I mean, you're still going to get paid good money. It's the major leagues. It's still good money. But not to how much like quarterback money would be in the NFL as far as the NFL is going. Yeah, especially you know if he can go top ten, which I don't know if he'll go that early. But I think he will. I think you think he can go I, top ten. I think he can go top ten. <laughs> well, uh, Cliff uh, Kingsburg or whatever his name. Kingsbury, yeah, yeah. He's already said like he would draft him number one overall when he was at Texas Tech. Well, now he's Arizona Cardinals uh, head coach. You know, but they got he, a nice young quarterback. He's got they, Josh Rosen. But you know, he becomes trade bait at that point because you know there's other teams that are like, okay, we see him. If they're willing to trade, you know, for him, that just gives the Cardos more leeway with everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I guess. guess I mean, I guess you can't have too many young quarterbacks. I mean, let them fight it out through the preseason, and then whichever one doesn't work out, trade them. I guess. Well, but, yeah, <laughs> there's not, and there's not a whole lot there in Arizona. So like. For me, that would probably be the most realistic thing because they don't have a great offensive line, and Josh Rosen is very, you know, pocket quarterback. Yeah. So they don't. They don't. They're yeah. They don't have a lot there at all. They don't. I so, mean, Larry Fitzgerald. We don't know when he'll he's, retire. Yeah, he's gonna retire. So. So if you give him, if you give uh, a mobile quarterback to that offense, it just adds more threat. Not to say that Josh Rosen is a very Terrible quarterback because I think he, I think out of that class, I think he's got the more, you know, I think he, I thought he was the more uh, pro ready. He mm-hmm. just got, he just got drafted by such a bad team. Yeah. It's not a, the, the offensive line will make or break you in this league and they don't have any. So that's what, that's what did David Carr back years ago. He, he was the first overall draft pick and everybody considers him a bust. When he got drafted by the Texans, they were expecting Tony Bissell. <laughs> they, they were expecting Tony Bisselli there. You know, from the Jaguars, he was probably the best left tackle of that generation, and that he never played a single down for them. And he got sacked seventy-two times in a season. That just ruins a young quarterback's, you know, yeah, uh, like focus, psyche and psyche focus, and yeah. everything. So, I think I did a little bit with Josh Rosen this year, and that's probably why they are willing to like draft Kyler Murray and get rid of Josh Rosen. And he'll probably do a lot better in that regards, anyway. Yeah. So. 
So we're going to move on from that. We're going to try a new segment here, folks, okay. called uh, Hot Takes and Clickbait. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure everybody goes on their Facebook page and, you know, you're on, you, you, you follow these certain sports websites and you click on these uh, pages and you're, it could either be something you're really interested in learning or it's just clickbait. You click on it and you're like, oh, this is nothing. Yeah. So, uh, the way I look at it is we're going to take people's quotes completely out of context, just a quote. And we're going to judge them mercilessly for it. All right. <laughs> so do you want to start or do you want me to start on this? Um, I'll go ahead and start because I think my first quote kind of blew up. I, I wrote it down. I think I saw it Tuesday night. And since then, it's, it's kind of blown up. So you, you'll probably already know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, so Tuesday night, uh, former great – well, I guess he's not – he's a former basketball player, but current great uh, – Scotty Pippen. Oh God! Basically, <laughs> yeah. Basically, said that there's enough tape on Zion Williamson uh, that he's locked down the number one pick, and he should go ahead and shut it down for the rest of the season. And that if it was him, he would sit out the rest of the season. I mean, that's a hot take to me because I mean, I mean, it's kind of justified because we already kind of knew Zion. I mean, if if this whole rule where you had to play a year of college basketball or like a year out of high school to be drafted by the NBA was not in effect, he would have went number one overall. Like LeBron did. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with you that, you know, it's, it, it is a bit of a hot take in the, in, in this sense that Zion's only in college because they're telling him he had to go there for one year. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, he doesn't, honestly, I don't think a lot of these one, one, one and done guys care that much all about winning a title or whatever they're going because they have to go. So they go to a program where they're going to get all the attention. You know, yeah. why do you go to a program? You know, if you cared about winning a title, I would think you would go to a program that maybe is middle of the road, you know, a program that you actually cared about and, and loved as a, you know, as opposed to going to like, you know, Duke, North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky. Kind yeah. Of thing. I mean, they could win titles without you. I mean, yeah. And but, they do it. <laughs> yeah, and they do it. And, you know, and, and I think a lot of it, if I got to go for one year somewhere, I'm not going to go to, you know, some middle tier uh, SEC program, you mm. know, playing in front of half empty arena and my new, my Saturday games at noon on the SEC alternate network. I'm going to go, yeah. where, I'm going to go to Duke in North Carolina where I'm playing on ESPN prime time games, you know, and full, and full arenas. And, and in regards with Scotty's, I usually Scotty Pippen. I used to love him as a kid. Like, it, like everybody talked about Michael Jordan back in the day. You know, being yeah, obviously Michael Jordan is great, but Scotty Pippen was no slouch either. But like lately, like these last couple of years with his tweets, it's just been kind of really outrageous <laughs> and like off the wall and everything. And yeah. I love Scotty Pippen to death. He was probably one of my favorite players as a kid. But in this regards, I will actually agree with him because like. Zion, like you just see him physically. Like he reminds me of Shaq when he was at LSU. Well, like God, just so dominant, and he's actually more of a ball handler than Shaq was. Well, you, I mean, you saw what uh, Jim Beheim said. Now, this isn't a this isn't another tweet, but you saw what Jim Beheim said in his interview about. Uh, he said that he reminds him of a Charles Barkley, except a better shooter, and he's not as fat as Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, shots fired. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so hit me with yours. All right. 
So I got two NFL ones this week. I know we kind of like try to stay on more college football, but I couldn't really find one this week. But I found two good ones as far as college, as far as, far as NFL is concerned. Okay. I think I think I have the best hands in the league. Hmm. <laughs> who tweeted it? I don't know who tweeted. You gotta tell me who said it. Anybody could have right. said that. <laughs> uh, it's your boy Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon uh, Jeffrey. Okay. Uh, after uh, this tweet, it, it was like an old tweet that he had tweeted but uh-huh. like it obviously resurfaced after you know he made that crucial drop last week and you know you kind of have to own up to it at this point like he you know he was obviously distraught after and i get that drops happen you know it's just that's that was a that was a bad drop to have man. um i'm, I'm gonna call that clickbait alshon okay. jeffrey has very good hands but he does not have the best hands in the league no i mean i would put you know odell beckham what ahead of him i would put uh, i mean i to me personally i would I, put probably like antonio brown as antonio brown as, has yes. some very good hands drama queen well if, but, we're, gonna go best, <laughs> if we're gonna go best hands in the league it, it right now it's still gotta be larry fitzgerald larry fitzgerald still has the best hands in the league i don't care how old he is he still has the yeah the days like i don't care people could say odell has the best hands I'm like i don't care larry fitzgerald if i'm throwing if I'm throwing a ball anywhere near Larry Fitzgerald, I can guarantee he's either going to be caught or he's going to bat dang thing down. So yeah, so Alshon out there throwing out all these uh, clickbaits. He's just trying to get likes. Well, uh, this is back. <laughs> this is obviously way back when. It's, that's clickbait. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you on that one. But yeah, uh, that was a bad drop to have this week. Yeah, that was because <laughs> especially since they were they were driving on New Orleans yeah. at this point. Like, they had been clicking on all cylinders. Nick Foles was about to work his Nick Foles magic on him like you were insane all day. <laughs> <laughs> and it was looking like, you know, it was looking like Philadelphia was going to pull off the upset. And it just – that just – just right off the hands in the uh, Lattimore's arms, like, it was just over. So, so yeah. I'm going to move on to my second one. We're okay. going to do two of these apiece. Yeah. So, this was a tweet. Uh, Adam Gase plus Greg Williams plus Sam Darnold. Anyone know where I can pre-order my 2020 AFC Championship tickets at MetLife Stadium Ooh. by our friend oh. Colin Cowherd? Oh. <laughs> See, Colin Cowherd, man, I have a love-hate relationship with that guy. <laughs> I really do because he has some. He can he can boost off some, you know, like ah okay I get that to like what the heck are you talking about stuff like just off the wall stuff, but he's I don't want to say he's not wrong because it, it it depends on because they have so much cap room this off season and you know they're going to be drafting high again this year depends on how the draft goes and how they pursue you know free agency. You know, getting a Le'Veon Bell, maybe, you know, that yeah. would help that offense, you know, because they don't really have a running game there. But you get, get you get Sam Donald, another receiver or something like that, you know. And Greg Williams has a history just flipping defense. Around. Oh, look, yeah. look at Cleveland this year. Cleveland was oh, like yeah. nothing last year. I mean, Greg Williams, honestly, in my opinion, not to get off topic, we'll hop back on real quick. But uh, Greg Williams should have been Cleveland's head coach. Oh, yeah, I thought so, too. But... The fact that they did hire him as head coach is criminal to me. Yeah, but... but... he's going to turn that New York Jets defense around. And he is just, he's had success everywhere he goes as far as the defensive coordinator goes. And I can see that, you know, continuing there. I, and... I think 
I'll go. I'll go half of this tweet. I think I'm gonna call clickbait because of the last few words at MetLife Stadium, which means that they are more than likely to win the NFC East. Yeah, well, they're gonna win the conference, but they're either that means they're the number one or probably number two seed in the AFC. I've seen stranger things happen, and it could happen to host the to host the AFC Championship game. That's, mm. but now I I do not I mean Adam Gase I don't think he's a bad coach I think he's dealt a bad hand in Miami and Miami but, was just a terrible situation and, yeah around. like you said and Greg Williams is an awesome defensive coordinator and Sam Darnold's going to be a really good NFL quarterback so I you just got to get talent around him. yeah I I think it's there I agree with like half of, I agree with it, about half of that it's a half statement maybe uh, get them tickets for the divisional round I think we'll go with that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> get them tickets to the divisional round then we'll just play it go from there go by ear yeah. <laughs> So, all right. So my, so we're both kind of like half, like, uh, I, I think we're like right in the middle on that one. Yeah. So. <laughs> but so, I'm gonna call it clickbait just because of the last little bit. Yeah. But I, 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 I agree. But I agree I with see, him. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. That's that's a hard one to say. So, all right. Here's mine. A lot of guys could have thrown to receivers that were open by like ten yards. He he threw into zero tight windows. Face zero pressure. That was Max Killerman, you know, on the guy that one of the guys from First Take. Yeah. And who's he talking about? He's talking about Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Oh yeah. He's talking about you know the goat, Tom yeah. Brady, saying like, oh anybody could have did that. I'm like, well, not everybody does do that, so no. that's why he's considered the goat. Like <laughs> Max a- Kellerman is a clickbait artist. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't does, think anyone. He doesn't get, get, get a rise out of people. Basically. Yeah, I don't he, think any. I mean, anyone couldn't have just done it. If anyone could just do it, then they would. There would be a lot of better NFL quarterbacks because, you know, I mean, I, Tom Brady is the greatest of all time for a reason. Yeah, and I'm not saying like there's nothing against Joe Montana or you know anybody else. Like I'm a Packers fan, and like you know this, this, these last couple of years has been a huge debate on. You know, who would you rather have, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? Sadly, as far as I'm a Packers fan concerned, like, Tom Brady's, like, hands down the greatest. When you win these many just, you know, comp, like, uh, division championships, not to mention, like, how many times he's just been in the conference title game. These yeah, last, what like, is, they said this is was his this like eighth one in a eighth, row. Eighth one in a row, yeah. Yeah, like, like, it's ridiculous that people are, like, they even consider that Joe – like, I get that Joe Montana, like, won – Four without losing any. Well, Tom Brady has five, and the games that he lost, like he didn't have the ball last a lot of the time. Like, yeah, like, like uh, they talked about the year they went seven, like eighteen and one. Well, the year before they went on that drive to you know score that game winning touchdown, Tom Brady threw a touchdown pass to Randy Moss that put them ahead. Yeah, like. Every time he's had enough time, like, I'm not talking about drive where you only have, like, 20 seconds to get a touchdown or whatever. That doesn't count as a drive now. When, Matt, when Tom Brady needs a drive, that's the guy you, – when you need a drive in a lot, in, with two minutes ago with four – you're down by four, I'll take Tom Brady any day of the week as far as any quarterback of all time in any kind of period. It does, just doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I, I mean – Tom Brady doesn't play defense. I mean, he no. can't. He can't help if he goes out there and 
he throws for 500 yards and five touchdowns. Like, he couldn't help that his defense couldn't stop Nick Foles and the Eagles last year in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, they, didn't, he, they had one punt all yeah. of last game. The Eagles had none. Yeah. Their, punter, <laughs> their punter got a game check for not playing one single down in the game. Mm-mm-mm. Ridiculous. And then they still put the game on Tom Brady's back. Well, you should have did this. You fumbled. Uh, Brandon Graham made you fumble. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> well, da- damn, he shouldn't he shouldn't have been in the situation to begin with. If yeah, the defense like, would have make it stop. Yeah, like, and we'll get into more of this, like, when we talk about the NFC, like, the championship games. But, like, Tom Brady, man, like, I don't know why people crap on his day. Like, they say, like, they're cheaters and whatnot. This is the longest-running dynasty in an- NFL history. Yeah, NFL's never seen anything like it. No, and they never will. Like, as no. soon as Tom Brady and Bill Belichick decide to step down, like, it's going to be like you're going to see a new Super Bowl champion every other year. Like, it's just. Yeah. And, and people like hate the fact that they're in the championship or in that Super Bowl every single year. I used to like hate it at first, but I'm like, I'm just appreciating the greatness that we're looking at right now. Yeah. Because you're just appreciating. Uh, just appreciate the greatness. I know you're sick of it for all God's sakes, but I'm a Packers fan and, and you're a Panthers fan. Like, we can appreciate the greatness that's going on right now. We're, we're biased as heck. And we'll root for, we'll root against them if our team is facing them. But it's one of those things like we look at it like, you're never going to see this. It's in our lifetime this is happening right now. Yeah. So, so. getting on to that, we're going to get into the NFL championship games now. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, we got, you know, New England going to Kansas City. And you got uh, the Rams going to New Orleans. Um, I think the Rams and New Orleans game is kind of like it's in it's in indoors on turf. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a, they both and they both played there earlier in the year. Um, we're gonna start with that game. Uh, okay. What What do you see? What do you see going on with this game? Um. So I picked the Saints to go to the Super Bowl. You're gonna stick with it. So I'm, I'm sticking with it. I, okay. I, I feel like I feel like the Rams are the better team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like that, especially from Drew Brees' perspective, there's gonna be a little bit more urgency because Drew Brees has this year. I think he's signed to play through next year, but after that, he's probably done. Yeah. So, uh, I feel like there's a little bit more urgency. And I think Sean Payton, the coaching staff, everybody knows that around them. And um, I, I just I just think that playing at home um, – You're going with the Houdat Nation. I, I'm going with the Houdat Nation. Uh, <laughs> you know, not, to, not to shit on the Rams. I do think they are the better team. But I just think that more of a – Maybe an emotional factor kind of plays into it for mm-hmm. the Saints. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Saints in 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 a close one. Yeah, it's hard to go against the Saints at home because they are like Sean Payton and Drew Brees are undefeated in the playoffs at home. Yeah, that's a that's they're eight and zero I think at home is what the what I saw, which is hard. That's, that's very difficult to do. The Packers did it for years before we lost to the Falcons back in the day. Um, but I'm gonna go with the Rams in this one. And just for the pure fact that, like, if you can get put put some pressure on that on on Drew Brees, you know they they have you know they got to keep to lead back. That'll help him out. And as overrated as I think Marcus Peters can be at times, he is still one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. So you know, put him man up on Mike Thomas. You know, at least make it. I'm not saying Mike Thomas is going to get shut down because Mike Thomas is a very good receiver. You're not going to shut him down. Um, yeah. But I do think it's going to frustrate, make him get, get him frustrated, you know. And if you can get some, you know, stop the run game for New Orleans, I feel like you can win. And I think 
they had the front seven to do so. You know, obviously, you know, New Orleans won the game before. Yeah. But I think I think Rams flipped the script on it. I think they end up winning this game. Yeah, um, it, it is hard to go against Rams, especially seeing how after just what they did to Dallas. I mean, I know that score was kind of close. Yeah. But they really just pretty much dominated that entire yeah. game. Yeah, was watching it, and it was like the defense like had their number. And yeah. I, I'm not I'm not saying that the, the <clears throat> Dallas has the same offense as New Orleans because they don't. Yeah. But I think. You know that just gave me a little bit more insight to see. Okay, I think I think they could take over New Orleans in this game. So okay, so we differ on that one. Okay, so <laughs> going to New England, they're going to Kansas City, and the field conditions are already looking. I've been like reading reviews on like how their field is like Kansas City's field's been. It's like it's it's an outdoor stadium. I love outdoor stadiums and this time of year because it's cold, you know, it's wet a lot of the time, you know, it's actually going to be actual football. It's not turf, it's grass. Yeah. So with, with that in mind, who do you, what, who do you think has the advantage and who do you think wins the game ultimately? Um, despite uh, Kansas city, you know, putting up a hundred points a game and, and, you know, <laughs> Tom Brady and all that, I think this game is going to be by by NFL standards. This game is going to be a defensive struggle. Yeah. Um, points wise, the Saint uh, the Saints. Good lord. Points wise, the Patriots are seventh, I believe, in the NFL and points given up. And at home, we we know how good the Chiefs' defense is at home. On the road, they're for some reason they're garbage. But at, at home, they've been a very good defense. And when you add that with some of the weather conditions, the field conditions, I could see this being, you know, again by NFL standards, a, a defensive game. I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Chiefs though. Again, oh. simply, simply because I picked them to go to the Super Bowl when we first okay. started our our NFL talk. I said Chiefs Saints Super Bowl. So okay. That's I, fair. That's I, I can't fair. I can't backtrack on it, but I, I'm going to go with the uh, score prediction. Ding ding ding. <laughs> Chiefs 24, Patriots 21. All right, that's fair. And what you're saying is right, but, like, after seeing, like, what, you know, New England did the uh, L.A. L.A. Chargers. I yes. Say San Diego Chargers. <laughs> I can't get that out of my head either. So, yeah. um, man, it's hard to go against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in the AFC, or the AFC Championship game, man. It really it, is. It is. And Especially I, seeing how dominant they were last week against a Chargers team that I thought could beat them last week. Mm-hmm. And it just dismantled them. It wasn't even close. They had some garbage time touchdowns that kind of make it look a little bit better than it was. But, man, like New England, they're in playoff mode right now, man. I can't go against them right now. Yeah, that's the only reason. I'm going with Kansas City is because I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, because uh, everything else is going against them. Yeah, when you, I mean, when you look, I, if nothing else, I said it. I said this when we started. It's tough to go against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in playoffs. I yeah. mean, it's just it's almost impossible to go against them. But you know, they want they want to talk about how many times they lost, but you know, think about how many times they win. Yeah, like seriously. And I just, I, I, I agree. It's another one of those situations. I think the Patriots are set up to win this game, but I'm sticking to my guns. I picked the Chiefs to go Super Bowl, so I'm I'm standing by it. You're a braver man than I am, so <laughs> I can't change my picks, man. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. if if my two, 
if my two Super Bowl picks had lost in the wild card round, like you know some people's, then yeah. I, I might have changed <laughs> some picks. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's hard to go against Tom Brady, man, and Bill Belichick. They just they get their teams ready. And can I say my uh, my boy James White from you know University of Wisconsin uh-huh. always seems always seem to perform in the playoff time. Just letting you know. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to, put, had to throw that in there. But, yeah, I'm predicting a Super Bowl 36 rematch with the Rams and the, the Patriots. Okay. So, right. I guess uh, I'll take we you. differ on I'll, I'll, We differ on both games. So, but I don't know. Uh, it's going to be an interesting weekend with the with, uh, NFL. And, you know, we'll still keep touching base, you know, next week with, you know, yeah. whatever. I, we got we got some uh, college uh, – all star games coming up. We'll touch base mm-hmm. on those, like with their draft, with players' draft draft spot, uh, like slots, or I guess um, yeah, draft stock, stock. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, like I said, we're we're going to be more of the uh, NCAA football, but you know we'll touch base with other sports here and there too. Yeah. So, but that's all the time we got this week, folks. Uh, for Philip Fizzy Barton, I'm Drew Fluffy Coach. Let me guys- let me add. Let okay. Me, let me go. add all the all the social media. Oh, go right ahead, sir. Yeah. So, um, give us a like on Facebook, Fluffy and Fizzy Sports Lounge. Follow us on Twitter at Fluffy and Fizzy, and uh, follow the Pulse Podcast Network at Pulse Pod Net. Um, give all those likes, retweets, favorites, you know, kisses, shares, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you got to do. Where'd it go if you poke me? <laughs> yeah, no poking. No poking. No, no, no poking. Pokes, no pokes. <laughs> but I feel like that's all we got this week, folks. For yep. uh, Phil Fizzy Bard, I'm Drew Fluffy Coats. You guys drink responsibly. Stay safe out there. And enjoy the football that's coming up this weekend. Cheers, guys.